Hello everybody, welcome to a new episode. Today we're going to talk about some false salvations. Um, I recently came upon this article and I was reading a study that, they, uh, that they've done. They interviewed over 3,100 Americans ages 18 to 55 in 2020. And in tw- um, they looked at basically they saw a drop in basic biblical worldview. God's attributes of the accuracy of the Bible, salvation, and genius, uh, Jesus being sinless, uh, from 47 in 2010 uh, to 25% in 2020 among born again Christians. This means the aspect of born-again Christians have been failing to read their Bible and follow through their ideology of what the Bible states um, that salvation is. They have also further gone um, other, you know, processes of saying that um, there's other means to um, salvation. Um, by getting to heaven by Muhammad and Buddha (laughs) are a valid path to salvation. (coughs) Now, I'm not a Buddhist, so I can't fully talk about Buddha, and I'm not Muslim, so I can't fully describe the whole concepts of Muslim, but I do know that Muslims believe that everybody can go to heaven. Um, even Christians and Jewish people alike can get to heaven if they're good people. Um, it all deems if God deems you worthy to go to heaven. Um, in that aspect, um, Muhammad never once said that he is a path to salvation. (laughs) So, right there, a lot of people are misconstruing what Islam is. Muhammad never claimed to be a messiah. He never claimed to be anything more than just a prophet that was speaking on God's behalf. Um, Technically, he was speaking under the angel Gabriel's behalf because Gabriel is the one who sent him the message. Um, And I'm not discrediting Muslims in any way. Um, They have their own belief. but I do know that their their um, their book has a lot of radically different aspects to what ours has. Um, for example, uh, when they talk about the Son of Man in the Book of Daniel and in um, the Book of Revelation, they say he has skin of bronze. Um, from I haven't read this personally, but I've heard from previous Muslims that he has reddish skin. You know, more along the line of probably like a current occupant of uh, Israel or, um, you know, Iran or Palestinian era. Um, maybe even closer to like Native uh, American um and by Native American, I mean like the Indians, not like the ones that are native here now. Um, so, where do I start? Um, <laughs> first off, it's very, very disappointing to see that there's a striking decline because people um, believe that Jesus was sinful. 
um, at this point, um, where it literally states in the Emmanuel prophecy that he would know good from evil. He would know how to turn, you know, to the other way. Now, a big aspect of why the Jewish people rejected him, um, in, according to the, um, the gospel, is not just based on the aspect of him saying that he was the Messiah and everything, but the aspect that he would do things that the um, people would state that were unlawful. Um, in one of the in one of the writings that um, is in the gospel, um, the uh, disciples were very hungry and they started eating, and Jesus said it was fine and he was um, basically verbally, you know, ostracized by the Pharisees, saying, "Hey, you know, your your disciples are unlawful." And he went again to say, "Well, have you ever read what David did when he was hungry during the same time?" And you know, at that point, you know, the the Pharisees they realized that a lot of the things that have sin in it um, has been basically a lot of things that have sin in it has been basically um, already been brought forth you know um, and what we learn from sin is sin is just a choice and it's a choice to decide to go against God's word or to stay with God's word to follow his commandments or to not follow his commandments it's a literal choice um, if somebody wants if somebody has a lustful urge and they um, sleep with somebody they're actively choosing to do that if somebody goes out and kills somebody they're actively choosing to do a sin um, these sins are choices that people make and these choices are not why God, um, it's like, I got this article saying, why does God allow suffering? And it's not that God allows suffering, it's that people allow suffering, because people make the conscious choice. There's been suffering throughout the entire Bible, and God has always found a way to redeem people. But we're in a time that is a lot different than the biblical times and those times are um i would say harder so i would like to take just a quick moment of silence to pray um for everybody in this world that has been fallen from god and um you know, these statistics, if these are, you know, in fact, true statistics that Christians are falling from their faith or not believing the correct word, that we need to pray for them. So I'm going to take a moment of silence. I hope you all will just join me. It won't be too long because um, I got a little bit to cover on this. Um, and from there, we will see you know, more about false salvations and what 
you think about it, what other people think about it, and feel free to email me what your suggestions are at ministermartyr.gmail.com. Um, at that time, we're going to take the moment of silence now and just pray for the people that need help, the people of for Afghanistan, the people for everything the, in, in the whole world that need God's help. So, I am not a native Hebrew speaker. I am still learning the language. I do apologize for this. But, we're going to go into the King James Version and the New King James Version so we can kind of clarify, you know, um, if people are a little confused on the way it's written. So, the uh, Emmanuel prophecy in Isaiah 7, uh, verse 3 through four, uh, 13, verse four, uh, through 14 says, Hear ye now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will ye weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. King James Version. So now we're going to go to the New King James Version. Hear now, O house of David. Um... Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall, um, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, Emmanuel in Hebrew is stated to be God with us. Now, as we decipher and go into Hebrew... Um, I'm going to try to say this the best I can. I do apologize for any native or um, Hebrew speakers that um, hear this the wrong way. Um, I don't mean to chastise the language. I'm still learning it. So we're going to first start off with the first part of it where it goes from... David, uh, here now, O oh David, um, all the way to the end of, um, will you also weary my God? Shemuv Neshev, Neveth Devud, Tehawat, Hemtwat, sorry, Hemwat, Mehikikim, Haluat, Enasim, Kehai, Talu, Gum et Elohim. Okay? So in that verse, in Hebrew, this is the Hebrew um, 
version of it. Now, I might have butchered a lot of those words, I do apologize, but it's deciphered as, and he said, here now, house of David, is it a small thing for you to weary men, but to weary, where was I, to weary men, that you will also my God. So in that verse they're saying, will you weary men, like make men tired, but will you also make my God tired? And then the second part of it is where the virgin um, will conceive a kid. So um, bear with me while I just take a quick look at this. So the second part of it, um, where it says, therefore, um, this is where it gets interesting. Nakina la yit adone. Who Hakim? Who Hakim? Oh, what? Hine Halama Hara Deleuwe Deleuwe. I'm sorry, I might have pronounced that part wrong. Bien. Red Ikue Mose Emmanuel, uh, Emmanuel. Um. So, for the exact definition of that, Hivet, Hivet, Shunlai, Shalo, I know probably what I said did not sound very accurate, so I, I mean, I'm still learning, but what it's deciphering to be, because um, I have the actual words and I have the deciphering um, with it is it actually translates a little differently than the way the King James Version is written. And it's pretty obvious the reasons why it would be a little different, because Hebrew has words that mean different things, or the, the same word that means the same word in multiple different phrases, kind of like English, but it's a lot more intense. Not to mention they have male and female forms of the way it's said. But they say, um, but will you all, uh, therefore shall give the Lord himself to you a sign. Behold, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. The very big difference between this is that the way that it was deciphered in the King James Version was saying, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give a sign. 
In this version it says, the Lord himself to you. Then a sign of the virgin. So they're saying the Lord will come to you himself. And I think this is where a big concept and a big um, issue with the Jewish people and the Muslim people happen, that they don't believe the divinity of Christ. Um, the divinity of Christ is literally stated in Hebrew in here, saying the Lord himself will come. And then it continues to say there will be a sign. There's a Literally, it stops. The Lord himself will come to you. Period. A sign. And then, so it's defining that to you. So, as we look into, like, the word salvation what does salvation actually mean you know um it means being you know in the in the formal sense preservation or deliverance from harm ruin or loss uh, a source or means to be saved from harm ruin or loss and uh, in theology deliverance from sin and its consequences and that is believed by christians to be brought about by faith in christ um now, Lord. Now, Lord seems to be kind of like one of those words that a lot of people get confused on because they're saying, well, the Lord is God, the Lord is this, the Lord is that. Now, the Lord can be deciphered in many ways in Hebrew. They have Elohim. They have, um, you know, in, in the, the Greek thing, they always call Jesus as, like, Lord. And it even states in Revelation, um, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Um, but basically the, the title of Lord is a courtesy title given to, like, a younger son of a duke or something. That was, uh, you know, after Christianity, you know, came around in the UK. Um, historically, it means a feudal or superior, um, especially, you know, basically a proprietor of a manor house, the lord of, like, this big estate or something. And the lord, in the religious sense, or the faithful sense, is the name for God or Christ. Um, so... In archaic terms, they've they've had Lord given to normal people. They had Lord given to kings. Like, forgive me, my Lord. You know, they would say that to kings, and they would say that to people of mighty stature. But there really is one Lord and one God. And we've all know that. That's the one common theme that we have between Christians, Muslims, and um uh, Jewish people. Um, when we look at it, um, let's see how much time I have left. Uh, Jewish people believe in the Lord, Lord of hosts, um, God, uh, Elohim, Yehovah. Um, a lot of people like today will say Jehovah as it's being written today because um, English adopted J in the 15th century. Jesus' real name wasn't Jesus. It was 
uh, Yeshua, but as Latin came in and was rewording, and or not rewording, but as deciphering it, it became Isis. And then over the span of time, in the 15th century, became Jesus. Um, aside from all that, that's not really the point. The point is, is that salvation is a, a big thing. Um, the reason why I'm bringing this in is that when we look at salvation... It's been, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It, this, this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. It's not a result of work, so it may not boast. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Um, Romans 10, 9. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um... John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Um, uh, Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Um... No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Uh, that is John 6:44. Uh, Psalms 37:39. The salvation is for the righteous. Uh, the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Muslims even believe that there will be a second coming of Christ, but instead of a, a, a thousand-year reign, there'll only be a forty-year reign. There's a difference there. Um, Psalm 62, verse 1, To the choir master, according to uh, Jeduthun, the Psalm of David, For God alone my soul waits in silence for him to come to my salvation. Uh, Psalms 3.8, Salvation belongs to the Lord, your blessing be upon your people, Salah. Um, Acts uh, 2, verse 38, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Salvation is a mean of confessing the sins and the choices you made that were against the Father. As Jesus stated, you need to do the will of the Father, uh, which was in Matthew uh, 7, verse 21. Um, when you do the will of the Father and you follow the commandments and you're not sinning and you're praying for your salvation and you're guiding people to God and you're trying to help as many people as you can you know I, I've literally put my heart and soul into helping people out um, many many drug addicts um, one of which that I'm struggling with right now to try to help the best I can that just won't listen and when you go through these times of toughness and stuff 
there's been a lot of cases where you can read from um, the Bible where it says, if nobody will hear you, dust the uh, dirt from your shoes and don't look back. Just keep walking. If they won't understand and they won't hear you. Now, the person I'm trying to help with these addictions doesn't have a full faith. As I am helping them try to get clean, I'm trying to bring them into God, help them find salvation. And it's hard. It really is. It's hard because some people don't listen. Some people will form their own opinions, which is... You know, like the 60% of born-again Christians who say Jesus isn't the way to heaven. You know, Jesus came for that purpose. Um, there's a lot of Unitarians that believe otherwise. You know, there's um, monotheistic believers that believe otherwise. Uh, Trinitarians that believe um, this is the only way to do it. Baptists, um, Catholics... You know, we all know God is one. God is one being. If you have a son, that son is part of you. And that is what I'm, I try to grasp to people that are Unitarians or monotheistic believers or don't believe in the deity of Christ or the divinity of Christ. Um, but it's hard to explain certain things to people because they won't grasp the concepts and sometimes they try to explain their concept to you and you can't see that concept because it goes against what your own beliefs are. So, to all these false salvations and these different, um, constructs of what I explained, and I do apologize again for the Hebrew, I'm still trying to learn it, but um, my purpose of reading it um, the way I did was to show you that I am actively trying to decipher the actual Hebrew words, and I do have the deciphering with me, I'm just really horrible at speaking it right now. <laughs> Um, in that sense, I, uh, I do pray for all of you, that all of you will find God, that all of you are going to be blessed, that, um, God does find his way to you, to help the people of Afghanistan, to help the people in Iraq, to help the persecuted Christians, and believe it or not, Christians are being very persecuted today. A lot of people don't see it. A lot of people don't acknowledge it because it's not very big news. We're in such a divide of people today that we're not even looking at it. Um, whether it's race or color or anything, we're all children of God. We're all people that need to be brought forth and be one with God. And I want to walk with each and every one of you that are listening to my podcasts, that are um, 
emailing me that have questions, that have concerns, that have prayers that need to be answered, I will do the best I can to try to be there for each and every one of you. Um, so I do pray um, that this message reaches as many people as it can, that we need to understand that God's word is absolute to know what salvation is, to be forgiven for our sins, and from that moment forward to be ready for the end times to come. Not knowing the day or the time that it will happen, we need to be prepared, and we need to be united together. So... If any of you have any questions, concerns, or anything, email me, ministermartyr at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at ministermartyr, where I basically upload all my um, my uh, episodes. Um, and uh, I also have a website where I'll occasionally post blogs and stuff and explain... Um, different things of different faiths, um, different beliefs, different deities and gods to explain why these have falsehoods over the actual God that we worship. In that place, um, God bless you all and have a great weekend.